All right, guys, welcome to week five on Unpopular Theory. I'm your host, Shope. A couple weeks ago, I had an episode where I interviewed a young man named Daniel who was a homosexual. He's, uh, you know, he explained his story, his travel, everything he went through, being a Caribbean man, God, faith. So I, I, I really felt that was interesting, you know, to share with the audience. So this week, I want to do the same thing, but I want to do it from a woman's perspective. I want to see how it feels from a woman's point of view, their eyes, their experiences, their mishaps, their sharing. So I have this individual that I've known for quite some while. She's down to earth. She's cool. I'm going to call her right now, and she's going to introduce herself to you guys. All right, so yeah, I got a, this woman I've known for whew, about four or five years. Meta, she used to work for me back in my retail days, and I felt she was super cool. She has an outlook on things, so I'm gonna let her introduce herself. So go ahead. Yo, what's good? My name is Sasha, but um, I like to be called Cha Cha. <laughs> yeah, I still laugh at that. Like Cha Cha, I was like, I don't get it. But, you know, it's a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sash, um, I'm going to just jump right into it with you because that's how we do it here on Unpopular Theory. I want everybody to share their truths, their theory, their beliefs so, you know, people can have an understanding of where they come from. And I believe that's what the world is missing right now. Everybody got their point of views and, you know, trying to have like, oh, I feel this way and it's the right way. But it's not really necessarily the right way. It's just your way. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you your voice. Just ask you a couple questions, and, you know, we just run it from there. So, you ready? I'm ready. All right, so, Saj, when did you realize that you were into women? Whew. You know, that's very funny because at first, you know, I thought I was just bugging. You know, like, it was just... A momentarily thing like you know I thought it was just you know like something in the moment like but it was it was very early um I was in elementary school I was in fifth grade I had a crush on this girl and I didn't know it to be regular you know because of how I was raised and how my friends were raised so I, I didn't. I never said anything about it, you know. I try to, you know, stick to the regular ways as long as possible. But um, that didn't really work out. <laughs> <laughs> so, did it make you feel like awkward or like you know what I mean? Damn, like why do I feel this way? I definitely felt awkward because you know, out of you know everybody I've ever known. You know, that wasn't the regular standard. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I I had to hide it. Like, you know, I didn't want nobody to see that I wasn't, you know, like them. Like, you know, I was different. Like, you know, so mm -hmm. I'd be the eyeball out. I didn't want to feel like that. I didn't want to feel like, you know, like I was the person that didn't share any similarities with everybody else because of how I felt but you know that was me 
and like you know my preteens perspective so look at it way differently now yeah it's like the hindsight you, you're going yeah. through life you don't have hindsight so you know as you get older you're like damn i was bugging i should have just been That's... who i was stay true to myself but you don't know no better because you're like you're in the moment at the time and life don't yeah, go like on. i said that was that was you know that was the regular like and i couldn't step you know out of the regular and have everybody feeling around me like oh you gotta watch what you do around her or you know you gotta watch what you say around her like and she might try to get you <laughs> Wow, so feeling like that kind of put you. Would you would you say you were like uh, more defensive with people, like your feelings, like you're walking around kind of guarded? I mean, a little around, you know, twenties. Hell yeah, like you know, cause like I said, my perspective on things was different. Like, but you know, in my twenties, I'm coming into you know not really caring what people think you're living your so, truth so you know right i was living my truth or trying to yeah that's good though because again we're in a time where unlike when i was growing up in the 80s it was taboo like sex sexuality but now right it's it's common right. folk it's it's part of everything like it's in everything it's on tv it's your phones it's in school so you have that dynamic and like i said when i interviewed the other guy daniel I was like, yo, you have to have conversations with your kids at early ages or earlier ages now than when I was growing up. You know, my parents really didn't talk about homosexuality or sexuality at all, you know? So now the time has changed and you got to just be honest and give a, like, a perspective on what reality is about with your children. Right. So like, I agree. It's, it's just... The climate is different, and I'm a dinosaur, so I feel like I had to adapt to now and just realizing that, you know, everybody has they, they thing about them, and no one is perfect, but you got to accept people for who they are and respect when they stand in their truths and willing to do so. I agree 100%. So, so I'm actually just Honestly, question. I feel like I'm in between, you know, like the then and the now, like, you know. Yeah, I, I get that vibe with you. It's kind of like you got the old school, but you adapted to the now. Right. You know, you got to be adaptable. Yeah, you have to. Change is inevitable, man. It's going to hit all of us, <laughs> one way or another. Oh, fat. Yeah. So, did you have to, you said you covered up, so were you, like, acting like you were into guys? Did you, like, date guys? Yep, Absolutely. I had to keep that perception going for everybody else to make it seem like I'm regular, you know? Yeah. And how but did that make it? was always like mad weird. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, get away from me. Like, it was like, you know, in those kind of relationships, it was more like a best friend that want to hug me and try to kiss me you know and it was like what are you doing bro we gotta <laughs> practice this shot for tomorrow <laughs> yeah so you're like they're in the homeboy zone and you're like they're like trying to cross over to get you 
Right. And I'm <laughs> on some like, we the bros. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. Did you ever find yourself like in a predicament like that and had to like tell a person, like, yo, listen, me and you like the same thing? <laughs> it's funny you say that because it still happened to me. It still happens to me to this day. And it be mad weird because it's like, you know, like, bro, you extra gay now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you see I'm one of the homeboys, but, you know, you can't think that neither. You know about every tomboy you see. Yeah. You know, because every tomboy isn't gay. You're right about that. You're but, right. you know, um, I mean, I carry myself a certain way so I feel like you know it's no way you can't see that you know but um at the same time like I said um all tomboys aren't gay so I guess people just be trying to take a shot so all they really got is they shot and they take it yeah you right you're absolutely <laughs> right about that I'm gonna give you a round of applause for that one it's real though <laughs> like you're being real with that man um I have a question, though, right? Okay. What is a question and kind of like an observation? I remember one day you said something. It's like, yo, I got to get home to my boys. And I'm like, I didn't think we went that far at the time, you know, talking about the dynamic of your relationship. And then just me being a, a parent myself and hearing how you spoke highly of these young men, and you were like very involved in their lives. So how did that feel when you were like essentially a mom or a co-parent? I mean, it was hard. <laughs> it was very hard. Cause you know, here I am a person who I've always, you know, promised myself that I was never having any kids ever, ever. I just didn't want them. You know, I had to, babysit a whole lot <laughs> growing up so you know I vowed that I wasn't gonna have them but you know the Lord has his ways and um yeah I I got close to them like it was like I said it was hard but at the same time like I grew to love them you know like they were mine like yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know how to say, like, you know, it's, it's because people always tell me, you know, like, it's different when you had the kid, you know, like, and it make me feel like, okay, so how I feel don't matter because I didn't have this kid. So I can't love a kid because I didn't have the kid. Yeah, that kind of, like I said, it's like that one sided way of thinking you yeah. You generalize and like what? Well, it's you, a smack in the face, I, because it's like, here you are telling me, you know, you you want us to, you know, build this and take this here, but it's like, you know, like, whenever ch whatever chance you can, you just, right, slap that on me, like, remember, at the end of the day, right, this is mine, not yours, so if I feel like this, and you know, I feel like it's, a double standard because it's like all right you want me to be like this but at the same time don't say 
know like what you don't want to hear because you feel like that's not you don't agree with what I'm saying like I don't I never got that I never got that how did but that you make know, you feel it's like I said it's like a slap in the face because it's like sometimes you know like at first I didn't want to be involved with all of that like I'm gonna keep it real like I'm young and I wanted to, you know, have some fun, like, and, you know, I was, you know, a little selfish in my ways of wanting my woman all to myself. I don't want to share her with no damn kids, you know, like, that's how I felt in the beginning with it, because it was like, you know, like, all right, everything I do with this person has to be around a schedule. I mean, part of growing up is growing up. So, you know, I swallowed all of that. And was like, okay, so, all right, how do we go about, you know, like doing this and doing that, like. Agreed. I I, I, I wanted to be a part of it, so. I think you did a great job. You used to leave work early. Even if we had work to do, you you like you had like, listen, I gotta be home. I gotta get my boys up to school. I gotta, gotta do this get and them do to that. School. Yeah, and a lot of people that by themselves or, you know what I'm saying, you were inserted into a family because of the dynamics of your relationship. You know, you had to like, for lack of better words, be a co-parent, like you were there. And I like, I, I gave you all due respect, but that's a damn. You working eight, 10 hours at night, standing on your feet, you know, doing what we were doing and running off in the morning and getting the kids on the bus to school and getting them up and picking them up. So I'm like, damn, like she going hard in the paint. I know some guys that don't want to do it. Shit, I'd be tired half the time. It's hard for me right. to do it to come in the morning. So <laughs> I give you much respect for that. Like, for real. It was, I used to always be like, damn, like, I respect it for that because it is hard doing that. And like, like I said, I know a lot of men that be like, oh, fuck out of here. I ain't doing that shit. My, my baby mom's, my wife, my girl, whoever, they're going to do it. I, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. But it's <laughs> used to do it, man. I, man. Much respect for that. So, uh, now that, you know, that situation is no longer, how does that make you feel? <laughs> you know what's crazy? God, he, he works in his way. <laughs> That's all I can say. I've, um, wow. I ended up in another relationship with a woman with children. She has two girls this time. What's that? um, Yeah, things is going good. I'm happy for you, man. I think you're destined to be in relationships like that. Back to back. (laughs) Right, I'm destined to be a family man. (laughs) (laughs) How how was it now with two girls? I mean, you went from two boys to two girls. So, Oh, man, it's so different. It is so different. They so like extra sensitive, you know, and so extra like delicate. You know, you gotta be like mindful about all of that. And like I said, it was weird because in the first situation, like I said, I didn't even want to be in a situation like that. But you know, like I said, I swallowed it. And you know, it was like, all right, this is done. 
And then boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can do kids that did kids before. But it's like, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't lie. I, I, I think, you know, I agree with what you said. I think I'm just destined to be, you know, in those kind of relationships where I'm the, you know, that extra piece that fills in, that fills in the puzzle. So with your past and your current relationship or experiences and relationships too, what good things that you're going to transfer over to this relationship to kind of reinforce, you know, the structure that you have with your new partner? <sighs> I've been slacking on it. I can't lie and act like, you know, I've been doing what I need to do 100%. Because I have not. Well, Me and my partner, you know, we've had conversations about this. And, you know, like, it's, it's, it's eye-opening, you know, when your partner is in another state somewhere. Yeah. That so, is. you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's an eye-opener because it's like, you know, taking advantage of things, you know? Yeah. And then it's gone, and then it's like, oh, snap. It's hard out here. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard out here, you know? Yeah, I, I get you. So what do you what do you think you uh what steps are you taking to work on what you're lacking in? Well, first step is um getting my financial status more stable, you know? Yeah. You know the COVID smacked everybody's pockets and you know it it was like you know now trying to climb up out of that hole you know and get back to you know how it was was it's you know it's a little difficult at the moment but I'm very optimistic things have been going well with work so there's nowhere else to go right but uh, I mean Yep. Honestly. Can't stay down forever, man. You got to just keep on, man. That's all. All fat. All fat, brother. You got to just strive. It should be hard. You know, sometimes, like, people use, like, platforms like social media to make shit look like it's all good and easy and they live in their best lives. But then when you realize it's like, man, them motherfuckers is lying. They fake. <laughs> they, they, they borrowing money to pay rent, but they also going on trips. So it's like, damn, you don't see behind the camera, but we all know people front, man. That's just part of life. Hey, hey. Oh, fact. That's why, you know, you don't see too many uh, balleristic pictures of me on social media. I don't know why. I'm just not, I'm just not for it. I don't really care for it as much. Yeah, I, I usually post like just family based, you know, pictures or whatever, trips with the family nine times out of ten. Not for stunt, more or less motivation, because I've been traveling the whole pandemic. Damn the money. I was like, look, I could die tomorrow, so I'm going to enjoy this shit. I'm going to enjoy every day of it. I bust my ass during what's considered an essential worker, (laughs) and and I was just slaving. (laughs) You know, I'm sitting there working every day, every day, every day. 
Yo, don't take a day off. Don't take a day off. Nah, come, 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 come. I'm working with my team, and they getting COVID, and my manager not telling me. Like, oh, this guy oh, is sick. No. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean he's sick? Oh, yeah. You got to do whatever. I'm like, what you mean? Tell me what's going on. They're not telling me anything. <laughs> so, I like, I was so pissed. I was like, yo, these niggas don't I would this. be pissed, too. Like, I just gave him a pound this morning, and you're telling me that he has it? Yo, like, it wasn't even on. like that. It was like, um, hey, Jesse, Martin, and Stefan won't be at work today, tonight. Wow. Like, hey, what do you mean? Oh, they'll send me a picture. Yo, uh, who's this guy? I'm like, yo, that's Jesse. All right. That's it. Then Jesse would call me, yo, Cap, your boss, yo. Yo, I got that. You got what? <laughs> I'm like, you got cold? Yeah, man, I got cold. They ain't tell you? I'm like, nah, they ain't tell me. So I got a lot of that shit. Wait, <laughs> was... you got my stomach hurting. I got that. Yeah, I got a lot of that shit. Yo, who's this in the picture? No they way. That, man, they was putting my ass in the line of fire every day. And then, yo, the funny thing about it, it's a little racial, but I'm going to just say, everybody that was like, of a Spanish descent that was part of mm -hmm. my team that got COVID, they would like tell them and then they like the associate would tell me. So I'm like, wait a minute. Like, say if they're standing next to you, right? And they find out that you had COVID and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you're black, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're Spanish, the, the Spanish store manager would be like, yo, Sasha got COVID, y'all. Go get tested, right? <laughs> That's how he would tell you. I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like, what? That's what, what the I... hell was they on over there oh, when they... you was working at, huh? They was on some bullshit, right? So then they would do that. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm noticing the trend. Now, everybody that was black, <laughs> that was around somebody that was Spanish or black. Him. I had to tell him, and we all we told each other, like, yo, son, you know, I'm feeling a little sick. <laughs> so we were doing inventory, right? And this is funny as hell. I swear to God, like, the whole store had COVID. I mean, no <laughs> the way. visitors, everybody. So I came to work that night, like, la, 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 la. They like, yo, bro, <laughs> ain't nobody <laughs> No way. I'm like, That's crazy. So in my head, I'm like, hold on. Yo, I ain't see Jermaine in like two days. I ain't see Rachel two days. I'm like, yo, I'm hitting them up. Yo, yo, I'm done. I got, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. They call it, yo. I said, these motherfuckers. Damn, they was dropping like flies. That's all because right, Nathan Zero. Yep. Over there, not saying nothing, right? No, I was so mad. I, I told my lady, I said, damn, like, they don't give a fuck about my health. Like, I can literally die right now. And you can take that shit home to your family, exactly. bro. And I, and I told my store manager, I said, yo, listen, man, like, I don't mind working. I love the bread. But just keep it honest with me. Tell me, you ain't got to even name no names. Just be like, yo, listen, somebody you around got COVID. It got bad 
that bad to where he was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm like, yo, dog, just tell me the truth and allow me, like the vaccine, to make my right. own choice. I just, you know, talk to my doctor, talk to my family. Hey, listen, this money's great right now. I'm killing it. But, you know, he they, they took that option off the table. So trust me, when I had a chance to this COVID act with the, the leave came in, I hot-tailed it. It was like, fuck y'all, man. I ain't looking back. Quit on them. Well, took a leave, an absence paid leave, like most people was doing. Got the extra little bread, and then I just went and got a job with the state, whatever, dealing with COVID. So, again, I wasn't scared of it, but at least I was able to make the decision for myself instead of having somebody else make that decision for me and to be underhanded about it. Right. Yeah, it, it was sad. But, yeah, again, COVID did set a lot of people back financially. And, again... Every, yo, everybody got their own struggles and troubles, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's sad, but it's the reality that we live in. But one thing I say COVID has done, it showed us minorities that we gotta boss up. We gotta we gotta get our shit together. We gotta make sure that we have savings and IRAs and stuff like that to um combat this bull crap. Cause at the end of the day, we all we got. That's a whole fact. Uh, we all we got, and ain't nobody gonna help us. Not even this damn Biden and his Democrats. But anyway, let's get off the politics. Let's get back to um, <laughs> what we was talking let's about. Let's not right get here. started on mumbling. Yeah, <laughs> but yo, Mister Mumble. <laughs> but how? How is it like? How like? What would you change? Like, if you could go back to your younger self, like you said, you were struggling with, you know, your identity. What would you mm-hmm. change about that? Would you change anything or would you keep it the same? I don't think I would change anything only because like you said, now it's different, you know, before I, that shit wasn't something that was just acceptable, you know, like, and this is, this is what allows the young ones to act the way they do now, right? Because of progression throughout the years. Like in the time that I would have wanted to come out, it, you know, like it wasn't something that wasn't, you know, like, let's say like, you know, like crazy frowned upon, like, you know, like in the sixties and seventies, but, um, early 2000s like you know 2000 like 2000 year 2000 yeah because i was in high school 2000 right like that it took like you know a lot of courage for me to you know and it took me meeting somebody you know the same way but she was just more out with her stuff you know like she really didn't care so that gave you motivation, you would say? Yeah, definitely. It gave me courage to be like, I mean, you know, she she stayed with her grandma. Like, <laughs> she stayed with her grandma. If she got courage to come out the closet, why shouldn't I? Like, you know, like, I can't keep hiding from what I want to, you know, do, who I am. So it's like, right, I have to say something, like, you know? And the crazy part was I I told my sister, right? I told my sister, yo, you know, I try to take baby steps to it. Yo, I'm um 
I think I'm bisexual. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and she, she ran back and told my mom I was a straight lesbian, like straight lesbian, been dealing with the ladies for a while. And yeah, my mom, she, she felt the way about that. She screamed on me and all of that. And she calmed down and was like, you know, I feel like this is a phase going through. So I'm going to just let you do you. But it was like, you know, after that, her, she had like this leash on me, bro. Like I couldn't do nothing, nothing. It was like she had to watch me every moment. She had to know who I was with at every moment. Like, you know, like she was very overprotective with me. And I could not for the life of me understand why. I'm a girl. I'm not going to go out and get pregnant. Like, you know, that that should be your main problem. You have three girls, you know, like that's at that age. So, you know, I felt like my situation was minor, but it wasn't minor to her at the time. You know, so I'm going to tell you as a parent, right? You got this, these ideas of what your kids are going to turn out to be, right? Mm-hmm. I have a 21-year-old daughter, and she has dibbled and dabbled, as I say, because I, I used to tell her, get a lane. Like, pick a lane. You like guys, you like girls. Like, let me know what it is so then I can know how to, you know, approach it. So, but in your mind, as a parent, you're like, yeah, you know, my, I'm going to be a grandparent, conventional way. You know, she's going to marry this guy, and they're going to have kids, the dog, Right. So when your teenage kid kind of breaks that perception, right? You you don't have, well, back then, you didn't have the reference points to say, how do I deal with a kid that, you know, for lack of better words, is going off the track. You know, they're, they're going against the grain. So mm-hmm. how, how do I deal them in? How do I bring them back? How do I reel them in? But you don't know that that's just who they are, you know? You don't understand right. that point because, like you said, the progression, the things that time, times in society has changed to where you got to look like, oh, shit, that's just my child. You have to accept mm-hmm. it. And a lot of people, kind of like racism, are stuck in that way. Like, fuck out of here. I'm not accepting this shit. Mm-hmm. And your parent, we can, because I have been pigheaded too. Like, damn, I would never want to accept that. If you would have asked me that in 2000 when she was a baby, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But when she's like 17, 18, and 2017, 2018, you know, things are different. So I had to adapt. I'm like, damn, man, like, this is is a way of life. This is something that's been here forever and it's not going anywhere. But I had the advantage of being in the progressive times unlike your, your moms did. How did right. how did you being gay affect your family dynamic? I mean, it was everything I thought it was gonna be before you know I came out. Like, if I felt, you know, not with my brothers, you know, because I always, like I said, I always been tomboyish, athletic. So you know, I was into the sports. You know, they didn't see that you know, and me, you know, until they had to grow up to understand. Um, my sisters, 
they was cool. Like, they didn't treat me, you know, any different. It was more so the adults. Um, my mom, she, like I said, she had just, like, a extra tight hold on me, like, around those years. Like, you know, when she thought it was a phase. Oh, and then, what? you know, years go by, and it's like, what the, you're not snapping out of it. Like, why you're not snapping out of it? Like, because I've been trying to tell you it's not a phase. It's something I've been feeling my whole life. It's just, I can't, you know, like, be like, hey, in the, in the 90s, hey, mom, I like this girl in my class. I want to kiss her. And what? Smacks yeah. across the face. Right. I probably get whooped. At the school. Yeah. I ain't want none of that. You know, like, them old school parents, they not the same, like, these day parents. Yeah, so, you know, like, I, I just didn't want those problems. I've, like, I always tried to steer clear of the trouble. Yeah, I hear that. But you did know, that so it was you? like, all right, I'm going to just do, you know, as my mom would like, you know, or, you know, try to, you know, live. How she would want me to live. Yeah, you was, but yeah, that didn't work. That really did not work. Yeah, you were fitting in. You were basically like a square trying to get in a circle. In a Facts. circle in a square. Yeah, like different. So uh, did that mess with your self-esteem or did it have you like, you know, depressed or anything like that? Like your emotions? Well, around that time, me and my mom not getting along yeah that definitely you know messed with my emotions because i felt like it was something i did wrong and it's like i mean me being a kid i shouldn't have to feel that way you know like feeling like i'm guilty because of what i like who i like why i like like i don't know i don't know this is just who I am. So, you know, like, it's like, I came from you. So you should have more answers than I, you know, than I have. Like, that's how I always looked at it. Like, being a kid, like, you're asking me why. I, I want to ask you the same question. Like, why? Why, you know, I'm not like, you know, Jasmine or you. Like, why well, I'm this way. Yeah. But. Uh- you know, it's like, like I said, a, a, ch- a child should never have to feel guilty about, you know, what they like and why they like it. Like, because it's like, I'm still, you know, growing into myself. I don't know. Like, you're asking me why. I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. It's natural to you, but it's abnormal to somebody else because they're not in your shoes. So, right. And it's like coming from, like I said, a different era. You know, like, my, my mom was born, you know, late 60s. Yeah, it's different so, times. I agree. She not with none of that shit. And she, you know, she reeking. She old school. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah, that dynamic in your culture, you know, you know, it creates an uncomfortable situation to be in, especially as a kid that really don't understand what's going on, but you're just reacting off of how you feel. Right. And you know she was rough, you know, she was rough. I'm I'm not gonna lie, she was really rough. But you know, like I don't love her any different. That's still my mom. I love I love her to death. Yeah, cause she you didn't know, know better. She didn't know better. Right. You know, like I said, it's different times. Different things was acceptable. 
you know, like, she's grown with the time. She's saying, like, all right, she don't, you know, use the same kind of labels as she would have back then, you know, like, all these faggots and black, like, my, chill, chill with all of that, you know, that's it. But Good that's, segue. That's, that's extra. I got a question. Right. With this, the labeling, and I'm not just talking about the, the LGBTQ plus thing. I'm talking about the him, he, she, we thing. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, that is a layered question. Only because it's it's like, I don't know, it's like a person should be able to feel how they want to feel, right? Just like a person is entitled to say what they want to say, right? Yeah. So it's like, what is the big deal? If a person want to be called he, she, alien, um, non-alien, fucking alcohol bottle, why not? Like, what? what is the problem? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, you know, I don't get the issue between all of that. You know, like, it's like now it's like <sighs> with the progression of times, it's like stuff is... It's going backwards because now it's like, all right, we're going to accept, you know, um, homosexuality. But um, right now you can't say this and you can't say that. Like, right, we're going back to the times where certain things wasn't allowed to be said on TV. Certain things wasn't allowed to be said on the radio. Like, you know, like, why? <laughs> oh, okay. People, people have a right to say what they want to say. Like, a pe- people have a right to feel how they want to feel. I agree. By telling people you can't feel this way, or you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't say that. Why? That's what's on that person's mind. So, would you say, like, being that you, we're going there, like comedy, like Dave Chappelle, I don't know if you've seen his new Netflix special. I was at one of the tapings in May. It's basically... The same show he did for Netflix. And all he did was add the baby to the the show. He didn't say anything about the baby and May because it hadn't happened at the time. And right. he basically was saying like, like I brought it up my, my interview with the young man, Daniel. He said what he said at the Rolling Loud performance, right? Mm-hmm. But, I, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He, he he killed the he killed the guy. He smacked the woman, which is mm-hmm. wrong, right? Like it's, we the world can agree that slapping a woman in public on camera, or even taking a life, it would, they say it was self defense, but let's just say he took a life, right? Mm-hmm. He got no flack for doing them two acts. But with his words, he lost sponsorship, he lost money, he lost endorsements, all that good stuff. Do you think that's fair? Honestly, I don't. I don't. Only because, like I said, he, I mean, he does a whole bunch of other crazy dumb shit and it's allowed. I mean, honestly, he should be in jail. <laughs> Again, like self-defense or not, 
Shorty had her camera in his face and he slapped fire out of her. Yeah. Self defense, how? She did not touch you. But right, we gonna let that rock because he apologized. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, it's like we're going backwards. You know, like, we're gonna accept this. But now you can't say this and you can't say this about these kind of people and you can't do this. And it's like, it's just, it's horrible because it's like, it's going to get to the point where a person is not going to be able to speak their mind. Yeah. And then that's, that creates the, the disdain, the hate, you know, like, damn, this person is better than me. Like, I'm going to say this. I, I had this theory and I, I believe it as a black man. I don't think as a black man in America, no group of people besides black women has endured the hardship and the unfair treatment, right? Systemically, culturally, all that, right? So it's like at the end of the day, my sexuality, right? Something that is a, that I choose to let people know about, right? Because I can't choose to let people know that I'm black. I come outside, they see, bam, you're black. Depending on the type right. of name you have, you're black. You know, where you live at, you're considered black. You fill out an application, you know, you got to check the boxes. They don't ask me about my personal sexual, you know what I mean, preferences. They don't. But I feel like in this, in this world nowadays, that supersedes my color. It's like, yo... I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna say it like this: If all these young men, blacks, Latinos that get killed by cops, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them had to be gay. It might have been in a closet, you know, or, or trans or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What if they were publicly gay, right, and got executed like Trayvon and I? I could be here forever, you know, Breonna Taylor. What if? Do you think we we have the same reaction? from someone gay openly being murdered by a cop than just somebody that's black? I don't... I don't understand what you're saying. Basically, like, the color... I'm right. Basically, I'm saying, if, God forbid, if I was to get shot, right? I'm not gay or nothing like that, but let's just say, for argument's sake, that I was openly gay and everybody knew, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I get shot. I get killed by a cop. Now, a straight man that everybody knows is straight or, you know, perception-wise is straight, he get killed by the same cop. Do you think it would be the same outcry for the gay person, me, being killed, or just the heterosexual black man being killed? I feel like... See... With progression, for some reason, the hate crimes is starting to become, you know, like an extra big thing as opposed to a racial killing. You know, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, this is something that's been happening or, you know, like, even though hate crimes has been happening since the 60s, since before that. But right now, because it's something that can actually be, 
you know, reported or something that could actually be said. Like, oh, they killed that gay black dude. Right, because it's always going to be gay black dude. It's not going to, right. It's not going to be the other way around. They're going to say he was gay first. That gay black dude, yeah, they killed him. And he was just, like, you know, like, like I said, with the progression, it's just, Certain things, it's like, and certain groups is getting that, oh, we got to, you know, make sure this is not said and this is not said about these kind of people because, you know, like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, a modern day racism. Okay. So, uh, if you had a way, how do you think you repair that gap? How do you bridge the gap between... Heterosexuals and homosexuals. What? What's your solution for that? I kind of agree with um, what your friend Daniel said. Daniel. Yeah. Was it Daniel? Yeah. yeah. That was his name. Um, it's all about it's all about people's way of thinking as well. You know, it's a lot of closed-minded people out here. Like they don't care to think about you know like they don't care to be in someone else's shoes they don't care to think about how they see things so you know like it's just all about no i don't like it and yeah that shit is wrong like to me it's all about you know bringing the people that want it here you know around you like honestly i've honestly never had that issue where, you know, like, being, you know, straight people didn't want to be around me. Like, you know, like, I can't say it's the same for females because it's not. In yeah. a way, it's kind of unfair because the males, you know, they get treated like they got the cooties or something, you know? Like, <laughs> the gay males, they get treated like cooties, and it's like, it's acceptable, though, for girls to be gay like because it's sexier so you know it's like i've never had an issue to where it was like um that person don't want to be a friend because you're gay you know like it was always a fascination so you know closed-minded people like oh oh she's gay i wonder what kind of gay person she is do she like to be on top or do you know like it'd be that kind of stuff like with them you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'd be more on a sexual perspective. It don't be on no, like, you know, like, I wonder if this girl is smart. I wonder if this girl, you know, is into music or could dance or, right. None of the regular stuff you would think, you know, with a regular kind of person. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you call a spade a spade? Like, you would say, hey, yo, you're gay, but yo, that shit was wrong. What you mean? Like, I, it's easy to call somebody out that's like uh, heterosexual, right? You could sit there and say, yeah. yo, that was fucked up that you said that. You know? Whatever they say, mm-hmm. they can make a statement. Now, say if you had a gay friend that got out of line, would you check them as well? Absolutely. To me, right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, you could be my girlfriend. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Like, 
You, like I said, I'm entitled to my opinion and you entitled to yours. What you feel like might be right in your head, but right. You hearing someone else's perspective, maybe, you know, that'd give you some kind of sense to be like, all right, maybe I'm being a little dumb about what I said or dumb about what I want to do, you know, like, so absolutely, I... I, I definitely have no problem with that. You could be gay, green, blue. Like I said, it, it right is right and wrong is wrong. Like, just don't be a dickhead. Excuse my language. Nah, about you know saying Explicit. what you trying to say. Like, cause right, I'm I'm not one of those that's just gonna sit there and be like, all right, he's gay, he get a pass. Nah. That's that's good. Just stick it to your guns. I'm gonna give you some gunshots for that one. Let's go! Pow, pow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You just got to be true to who you are. Like, uh, this is my last question because I want to know this, right? It's like two part, two questions, right? Has there been any moment in your adult life to where you sit there and said to yourself, like, yo, I want to go back to the other side. I want to try dating a man. <laughs> you for real? Huh? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I think I, All right. I think thoughts like that cross everybody's mind. You could love something and be like, "Hey, you know what? That guy right there, yo." No, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh so much, but nah, all right. You. So right, I have been a person who can admit when a guy is attractive. Okay. And then it's like trying to think of that dynamic with me and a dude. It's just, it just don't right it don't do nothing for me and it just be like oh <laughs> <laughs> now I did express that right if I was to be straight it would be for that dancing ass motherfucker Chris Breezy <laughs> but that's just so I can get my little life gift baby you know what I mean oh, <laughs> Well, at least you're being honest about it, man. All right, I got one more question. I mean, yeah, I've never had those kind of feelings of like, did I pick the wrong side? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. No regrets. All right, this is my last. If you could say something to someone that's young and going through what you experienced as a kid, what would you say to them to help them out? I would tell them to stick it through, you know, because in the beginning, it's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies when you're trying to, you know, come out the closet and be who you want to be. You know, you also got to put into perspective how your parents was raised and you know how they think. You have to move 
at a pace where you know it's not going to be something. Because, you know, a lot of kids get thrown out on the streets. So, you know, you you want to be true to yourself, but you also want to be... Uh, I, I can't say I can't say that because you just got to be true to yourself. I was going to say, you know, you got to respect, but how, nah, you can't because sometimes a lot of people don't make it out the closet in time. They make it out the closet like in the 50s and they 50s, 60s, like, damn, I don't, yeah. Just stay true to yourself, man. If you feel like you got to, you know, you got to say something ASAP, all I'm going to say is just be ready for what comes next. And, you know, sometimes it's not always great what comes next. But, you know, when you hit that bottom, there's only one way to go. And that's up. Well, that's what's up. See, I like that. You kept the positivity. You were saying staying true to yourself. So, uh, with that, I'm going to wrap up. Sasha's been real. We got to get up outside of the podcast and talk. Sports, absolutely, whatever, you know, absolutely, damn Actually, Steelers, yeah, them damn Steelers, <laughs> man. Like I appreciate you, you know, giving me your time. You know, like I said earlier, this can help somebody that's gonna go through this or actually going through, you know, the same experiences that you had. So again, much love and respect, Sash. I'm a, uh, you know, when this get wrapped up, I'm gonna send it to you. So don't worry about that. And uh, hey, my guy. All right, man. Have a good one, man. Hey, right, my dear, you too. Have a good night. All right, later. Later. All right, people. This is the end of the show. I'm just leave with some notes, some words, maybe wisdom, maybe not. We got to be honest with ourselves. We got to be honest to the people that care about us and honest to the people that we love. We have to respect boundaries And we have to realize that all of us are in this race together. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So we got to make sure that we pace ourselves collectively. We got to make sure that the person or people or individuals that affect your life and you affect their life daily are taken care of. Because that's how we hold each other down. When I fall, if I'm your brother, I'll pick you up. The shoes on the other foot, with the reinforcements that we have with each other, we should be able to pick each other up. But again, just be mindful of your circle and the company you keep because you could be putting all that positive energy and all that holding somebody down into the wrong batch of people and then get shitted on. And then you could be jaded or, you know, just become very defensive. So choose your circle wisely, wisely, know your surroundings, and be a good person. You always get something good in the end when you put out good. All right, guys. That's Unpopular Theory on this week. See you guys later. Have a good one. That take that. That take that. That take that. That take that.